Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So everybody knows the speed limit on the Deerfoot is 100 kilometers an hour. I guess there's that chunk in the north where it goes to uh, 110, but for the most part, dear 40 is 100 kilometers an hour. If you're in rush hour, either in the morning or the drive home, you know that that's all a complete moot point because nobody's calling 100 kilometers an hour. But could playing around with the speed limit actually help improve the rush hour drive? Well, apparently the province is considering variable speed limits. And some other innovations on Deerfoot Trail as a way of trying to alleviate some of that rush hour congestion. Story here in the Calgary Herald today says stop and go Deerfoot Trail may soon become slow and go during peak hours as the province eyes potential innovations to improve traffic flow on Calgary's primary artery. Variable speed limits are among a suite of outside the box options being considered for the strip of highway running north south through the heart of the city whose rush hour gridlock has long been a frustrating reality for Calgary commuters. Now, there is existing research to draw upon. In fact, a study done in 2017 by a University of Calgary engineering student found that variable speed limits on major thoroughfares could shave several minutes off the average commuter's rush hour drive time, making those trips safer as well. So, what, 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 what does variable speed limits mean? What does that look like in practice? And how does that improve uh, the, the rush hour commute? Well, joining us to talk about all of this uh, is the individual who did that study a couple of years ago. Uh, Karen Aurora, a transportation planning engineer, four years of combined experience in traffic engineering, transportation demand modeling, transportation planning, traffic impact assessment, uh, and more. Karen, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hello, Ron. How are you? Thank you. Uh, doing great. Thank you for making some time for us here. So, first of all, let's talk about variable speed limits. What, what does that mean? Uh, so, talking about variable speed limit, before that, I will just tell you what the maximum speed limits are. So, those are actually the safe speed limits designed for the road, which depends on uh, the conditions when they are optimal. For example, when we have no fog or ice or snow on the road and traffic flow is less than the capacity, so that's the actually maximum speed which is safe for vehicles. But in reality, we know that on urban freeways, uh, traffic are usually more than the capacity and we have unpredictable weather conditions. So in that case, variable speed limit actually really helps. That means we change the speed on freeways based on prevailing traffic and weather conditions. And in that way, we actually make everything, all traffic on the road, we make the best optimum use of the existing infrastructure. So the idea would so, be to, to lower the, the speed limit then during, during rush no, hour? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, yeah. So, for example, during off-peak hour, you can see that people drive at 110 on 100 kilometers per hour. Right. And they still feel safe. But 
if we have a heavy snow, even if we drive at it, we see that it's not safe. So it depends on uh, prevailing conditions, and it can be more in one part of the road, and it can be less in the other part of the road. So the speed can be changed every one or two kilometers and every two three minutes. So this is how it works. We try to optimize the overall um, traffic flow that we have on freeways. So how do how do variable speed limits then make for a faster commute? So uh, variable speed can limit can be either based on weather or on traffic. For example, in BC, you know that we have variable speed limit which is based on weather. So when there is, say for example, black ice ahead, they actually reduce the speed. Uh, so this makes things safer. And talking about how it makes faster, so variable speed limit can also be beneficial in case we have traffic flow which is more than capacity. So we usually have small bottlenecks on, on the highway. So what we do, we actually slow down the vehicle reaching the bottleneck so that the bottleneck is not increased. And in that way, we avoid decreasing stop-and-go condition, which result in decrease in congestions and accidents. And hence, we increase the average speed and reduce the delay. And you can see the example in Washington State in and around Seattle. They have variable speed limit that is clubbed with railway train. And they have increased... Like the results show that the average speed is increased by 24 kilometers per hour. So there are other examples where this this has been used and has yeah. been used successfully. Yeah. And especially the nearest example, I would say, is the Washington State. So if you drive on freeways in and around Seattle, they have very low speed limit and they club that with ram metering and they have found better results. How do, how do drivers then know what, what the speed limit is? How, how is it conveyed to drivers so there's not confusion? So after every one or two kilometers or whenever they merge from dams, we will have onboard dynamic message signs, and they would be big enough, and you would be able to see what is the posted speed limits on road. So they would be overhead with very big signs. And not only we can convey the regulatory speeds, but we can also... Uh, tell them about what's ahead when they drive. For example, if there is any accident on this lane, so people know in advance that there is an accident on this lane, so we advise them to change the lane. So this is how it works. And once we have this infrastructure, we can use, we can further expand it to other stages. Like we know that in future we will have connected and autonomous vehicles, and this infrastructure would really be beneficial in that case. So what do you make of the fact now that the uh, province is looking at this for Deerfoot? Was there, what kind of reaction was there two years ago when you published your research? Uh, well, definitely, uh, I think programs and city, they always want to look into out-of-the-box options to make uh, the use of existing infrastructure and to improve everything that we have. So definitely, and I'm sure that province might have seen the, benef- the benefits of variable speed limits on different freeways in Europe and in the US. So we always wanted to study this. The benefit is that with uh, just a fraction of uh, adding an extra lane, we can just do the same thing using more intelligent ways.
All right. Interesting stuff, Karen. Now, thanks for your insight on this. Appreciate making some time for us here today. Thank you. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.